because Tracy sent me a picture of like a pair of shorts. Yeah. And I was like, that that doesn't look like a quilt square. Yeah. But people do weird things with quilts. So I don't know. We had lots of fun with Sherwood Falls. I, I heard that Naomi came home and was quite excited that they were, there was a box of stuff. I was like, what was in the box? A lot of sewing stuff. Yep. Okay. So please keep that in mind. Also, we had on Sunday nights at 7, we are doing, continuing our walk through the Bible, looking at different areas of importance and why they have meaning. At this time, I'm going to ask that we bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this chance to come together to worship you. We thank you that we can gather together in your name and gather with our brothers and sisters around the world, if not in person. Be with us and watch over us. Bless us, we pray, and bless this service and this time together. In your name, amen.
shouldn't have drunk that water. <laughs> so drunk. It's like everything else. <laughs> when you start getting older, try to keep all the parts together. <laughs> they just don't want to stay. And the next uh, hymn we're going to sing is in the white. It is page 116. Take the name of Jesus with you. Wherever you go. Okay, Pastor, we have an echo up here. Sorry about that. And so I need you all to sing real special today because my voice in the mornings are terrible nowadays. So everybody sing with all your heart to the Lord this morning.
love him with all my heart for everything he's done for me and what he's, I always say what he's done, what he's going to do, what he's doing. Because he's always doing something in our lives. And we may not know that at the time, but he's always working in our lives. Once we give our lives to him, we don't, we really don't have to be worrying about a lot of things, but we, in himself, we do, I guess, but we don't have to. Because if you look back on your past, you see how much he's done for you. Even at times, and I know we don't deserve it, even before we get saved, I'm telling you, <laughs> we don't deserve what he's done for us. He's done so much. We're going to sing a chorus, um, I don't think we've sang it in a while. Open the, eye, the eyes of my heart, Lord. I think it's up there. Yeah, Pastor Brad's got it up there. Let's sing to the Lord this morning.
You may be seated. You may be seated. <clears throat> Anyone got a word for the Lord this morning? Something you want to share? A song? We'll open it up for a chorus. Don't worry, we got yours, Kara. It's coming up here. <laughs> we have to Anyway, I'm thankful. I had a great time with the Lord all by myself last Sunday, listening to the, the, the preachers on TV. They're, it's so good to be able to watch preachers on TV and uh, see that they're really, really got their eye on God, you know. It's, uh, we're, we're in great turmoil here in this world today. And uh, I know it's not prayer time, but uh, we just found out that my brother Wayne has uh, colon cancer. And we haven't told my mother yet, but he's waiting until Monday. They've seen a couple spots on his liver, a spot in his liver and his lung. So they're going in to do biopsies on that on Monday, I think. So I think we're going to do a Zoom call on Monday and let mom know once he finds out what's going on. So they've already put a chemo Pork uh, in, so if I start chemo, that's right in the bowel. It's an abscess, I guess. It's everything just broke loose and filled the toilet bowl full of blood. So I just want you to keep 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 him in prayer. Uh, his name is Wayne. He's got a church in uh, Virginia, and uh, it's unreal. The prices of the the pork for the uh, chemo was ten thousand dollars. Uh, we just need to pray for their financial situation too, plus uh, the, uh, the scope that he did was quite a bit of money also. So Anyway, keep them lifted up and uh, we're trusting in God. We're not, we're not speaking death, we're speaking life. And uh, you know, he's there for us and he said he would be. You know, we was healed by his stripes and all anxiety, you know, we, we put our yoke, we take our yoke upon him, right? And uh, that's where it's at right now, and I'm, I'm thankful today that, I don't know, I'm just thankful that I know Jesus Christ and my Lord and Savior, and I love him. And that trickles on down. One person knows the Lord trickles on down. Sometimes if the Lord don't take us out, he takes us through. So sometimes we think he's going to take us out of the situation, but he takes us through. We don't know the reasons why he has, he knows, he knows, and he's the king, and he knows what he's doing. So we just have to lean and trust on in him and what he is doing, what he is working all this out for. You never know uh, through something like that. It could be speaking to someone else's heart. 
You know, we never, we just never know. But we have to learn to lean on Him, lean into Him. Anyone else this morning? I want to thank the Lord for the kingdom He's made for all of us. Yes. By His hands, He created everything in yep. heaven for us, for a place to go once we leave this place. Sure. And it's a place that's going to be no more unimaginable. What's going to be there, what you're going to see, and what you're going to do. But I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to worship my Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that He created all of that for all of us. That's right. Amen. And in order to receive this, we have to accept the Lord Jesus in our hearts to receive this. That's it. You believe? Accept the Lord in your heart. Ask for forgiveness. You've got all the love for you want after this earth. That's right. But heaven, I can't wait because I don't know what it's going to be like, but I know it's going to be glorious when we get there. Amen. So I want to thank Lord for just heaven and the place to go back to this earth.
much or yelling at Randy during the week. <laughs> but uh, no, anyone else got a word? It's good to joke around a little bit, not too much up here because the Lord. This is what our focus is on Him today. But anyone else got a word to share this morning before we change? order of the service. Are you putting your hand up past the bread? Yes. It, it's easier for me to be seen. Oh, okay. I'm short, and this gives me at least that I'm at four feet. So, um, You had said that you know God brings us through, like he'll take us out of it. And it's interesting, because when we talk about going into Egypt with Joseph and them, we don't ever look at the fact that there's a passage where God says, don't be afraid to go there. I will bring you in, I'll make you a great nation, and I will take you out of there. He says, I'm there with you in the good times, and when things get hard, I will take you out of there. And we kind of forget that little point. You know, it, it, I mentioned it last week in the in this evening message, and it just kind of stuck in my head when you said that. And if we look at this world, he will bring us through, he will do great things in this world. Eventually, he's going to bring us out of it to him. Mm, and I heard a southern pastor speak before, and he said, you know, the feeling of what heaven's going to be was, I kind of think of it as, you ever go away, like go out for the day, and you come back in, and your dog sees you, and it's, mm. its tail's about to fall off? <laughs> Just the fact of seeing that yeah. there's somebody who cares, like this, that, that connection you have, that's going to be heaven. You're going to get there, and you are going to feel the way your dog does. That's right. Feet. Yes. Yes. No. I think that's great. I guess it is. We have no idea. We have no idea. And it's only because of his mercy and his grace, his patience. And uh, all you have to do is read the word and see how much patience God has had with human beings right from Adam and beyond because we, uh, that sinful side of us comes out even though you try to keep it down. And we only can do that with the Holy Spirit's help. Because no matter what, that will sneak in there and you'll end up saying something that you shouldn't say or doing something you shouldn't do. And we have to keep a guard on our hearts because of that. Because the world is looking at us. They are. And uh, they may not seem like it sometimes, and the things that they say and, and things, but they are looking at us. And I believe they're looking at us more and ever in this day because of what's going on. They are looking for reassurance, and they're looking for something. They're looking for something that can give them security, and we have that. We have that security. Anyone else with a word this morning? I was just thinking about that. Um, I heard, I was listening to that song this week. I watch a lot of YouTube and Billy Graham and all that. But the, the words, in my father's house, there's a place for me. I'm thinking of that. In my father's house, there's a place for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, 2,000 years ago, he thought of me. And you, like, how cool is that? Really? And I'm like, what am I going to be doing up here? Am I going to be decorating everybody's mansion? Like, you know, I thought about that this morning, but, I mean, I don't deserve it. I don't. I do not deserve a place, real, in heaven. 
I think yeah. about that sometimes. Like, I don't deserve it. I don't. I mess up every day. And being a Christian, Bill Graham said it the other morning. Amen. I got to watch a lot of his sermons in the morning before I go to work. He's like, I'm not going to lie to you. Being a Christian is not easy. It is not easy. He said, I'm not going to tell you everything will be rainbows and, you know, mountains. And he said, it's hard. It's, it's, it's tough. And especially in today's world where Christianity is such um, looked upon. Well, you know what the world is like now. But I thought about those words the other day. And actually just this morning, like he, he is preparing a place for me. And I just, I'm really thankful this morning. Amen. 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 Uh, like I was thinking when Lori was uh, speaking uh, about how we do think it's tough sometimes. And Grady has given us some big black German boots. <laughs> Take a word here, go be a Christian in China. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so true. All I got to do is watch the uh, What was the name of that? You know, there's more Christians in China. That movie. Torture for Christ, a true movie. And it's hard to believe in this world today that that is going on. People are being tortured because they believe in Jesus. To me, why, other than the fact that Satan is behind it? Because there's no other... And Pastor Greg can correct me if I'm wrong, religion, if you want to say religion, that is picked on more than Christianity. Am I right, Pastor Greg? There, if you look at it the world over, Christianity seems to get picked on a lot, but there's a lot of times where it's swept under the rug. People say, well, it's not happening because they don't see it. No. They'll point out other things, like in history, the Jews have been given a pretty rough go. That's pretty obvious. And right now there's a thing going on in China where they're killing off people who are Muslim as well as Christian. Right. Right. But throughout history, looking at it, Christianity is one of the first ones targeted. And people sweep it under the rug because they're like, well, look at what they've done in the past. But that doesn't add up. Just because somebody did something bad to you doesn't mean you get to do something bad to somebody else. No. No. Sure. But that's why the Lord says, take up your cross and follow me. If you're going to follow the Lord, we need to take up our cross and follow him. Uh, we're going to sit. Kara, did you have a word this morning? Did you want to speak before we sing your song? Or should we go ahead and sing your song? Or? Well, I just, I can't believe when I look at my life, all the times that God's been there, multiple times, saving me through myself. It's amazing to me. That's right. You say so ourselves, true. Yeah. But I can venture that. So we're going to sing her song. We, I don't really know it. Carla has practiced it. I'll have the words, and Carla will <laughs> do the singing part. I think it's on the over here. Yeah, right yeah. Is that the one, Kara? Yes. Oh, we did the right. What's the name? What is the name? Here, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Let's sing that this morning. Until late this morning, but 
That was just wonderful. We're going to change the words of the service right now. We're going to go to prayer. Anyone got any prayer requests today? I'm thinking of um, McAdams. Bridget's family. His family today. Pray for uh, Stephen Smith. He goes, everybody knows Stephen. He goes tomorrow for uh, his chemo and his radiation. And uh, he was talking to his daughter, and she was, you know, he said we were praying, she was so proud. And also, we came up on an accident yesterday and found out it was our next door neighbor who was caught in his vehicle. And uh, they were taken him to the hospital. He's an elderly man. His name is Mervyn. Uh, Atkinson, so just keep him in prayer also. Yeah. Oh, Holly. She's not in good shape at all. She's in very poor health. Uh, her Parkinson's, she's moving a lot. She can't get rest because she can't lay still. A lot of pain. She's had a hard, hard week. So anytime you think of her, pray for her because she just feels very... I think she's even depressed and very low self-esteem right now, very not caring, because she's just so tired of feeling the way she feels. So, keep on in prayer. She's one of our own, and we take care of one of our own. Keep on in prayer. I was going to say, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch your family member in that kind of a state. Yeah. And you can't do anything right. Pray for the whole family. Pray for the the, the Goldens family. And Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer yes. She's questionable. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking of Sheila. Yes. Sheila. Anyone else? Right. Yeah. Most definitely anyone else? Unspoken. Unspoken. Keep Arlene and Bev in our prayers. They're here this morning. I'm so happy they're here. We miss them when they're not here. So good to have them out today. We should always keep them in our prayers. And I, I am going to come and visit one of these times. I called them. One day, because I know that they, they're on the road. They're not, you know. They're, they're not just sitting there knitting with a shawl around their shoulders or anything like that. They're on the road, so i got to try to get in there at a time when they're home. And uh, keep, keep, or keep our seniors in, that, in, in prayer. You know, it's gone, gone through the life and... You know, I think of Frida, she's lost her loved one and, and different ones and that's lost loved ones and and uh, I think of Faye. Faye, you know, she doesn't say too much, but she she has talked and said, you know, she has things on her mind and and all of us and Roger. I'm glad he's still here with us because he keeps falling down in the water and, and <laughs> And he's still here. We miss him when he's not here. He just trying to self-baptize. Yeah, <laughs> making sure. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we probably have, because we do, we, for, we not that we forget them.
nothing but a great now in the moment. We tend to forget people that need prayer, but God sees and God knows. And that, that's, that's what that he does because he knows what's on your heart. You know, if you don't speak it and he still knows that, that person is on your heart. So I'm going to ask Pastor Greg to pray for these needs this morning. God, we come before you now. You have placed the names of so many on our hearts. God, you know so much about our lives, so much about the goings on, even the things that we keep hidden, the things that we keep close to our chest, close to our hearts, those words that we leave unspoken. God, we ask that you would be with those that we have mentioned here today, be with Wayne and Holly, Jane and Lou, be with Sheila, be with Paula and her family, be with Jennifer, Steve Smith, the Richards, uh, Richard McAdams family, the Gouldens, Hayden and his family, Bev and Eileen and God, all the other names that we have spoken and all the other names that you have put on our hearts to to pray for. God, we pray for this world right now that is still going through a sickness. We pray for those who are going in for tests and are waiting for results. God, we pray for those who are healing. And we give you praise knowing that you, O oh Lord, are the great physician, that you have done marvelous and miraculous things for us. We praise you, God, for the fact that we can meet in this place and we can do so freely. God, we ask that you would be present here with us and you would be with those unsaved loved ones and those unspoken prayers. Be with our communities, with our pastors. Be with our nurses and our teachers. God, be with all those. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. 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 I think we're all done with the music part. And I think Charity's coming with a special. What's the name of your award today? Glorious day. Amen, amen. No more bless uh, Sherry. Uh, Sherry. I've got Sherry on the line. Where have I got Sherry on the line? But anyways, Charity. She's going to bless us with a song today. I think probably it won't be the support When I go to like Starbucks or something like that, they always think I'm saying Sherry. Oh, where did that come from today? Because the Lord is sharing, sharing, kind of close. Yeah, yeah, it is. Kind of close. The Lord bless you this morning, as you minister to us in the song. I was supposed to sing last week, totally forgot. So I, I also forgot this week, but I remember it during the week, and then I forgot again. If I don't get reminded, it's just going to be okay. But. I woke up one morning singing the song, and I felt like God wanted me to sing it. So it is kind of like an Easter song, but Easter is upon us, and and uh, it talks about how He came to this earth to love us, and He died for us, and what a glorious day it will be when we see Him face to face. And I can't wait for that day, also.
better before I did. Somebody is very either very excited for today's message or they just want me done so they can go home. It's an awkward laugh, I'm going to assume it was the later. It's okay. Though I'm a little, I, I'm gonna say I got a little thrown off today because Lee is up front and normally he's back there, but he's right here today, so I'm very confused as to what's going on. Uh, everything's good. You, you patched it up. Yeah. He kind of took his spot back there. Oh, so you had no choice. <laughs> you know, um, uh, Lori had mentioned. The, the thing about, in my father's heads there are many rooms, and there's a place for me. You know, that sounds an awful lot like the prophet's son, if you stop and think about it for just a moment. You know, we can look through, and, and Cora mentioned, we can look through history, and mankind has done a horrible job of following God. We're not the best at it. In fact, we're kind of bad. Look at the book of Judges. The entire book of Judges sums up man's walk with God beautifully. Everything is terrible. Quick, pray to God. Yeah. God steps in and intervenes and things goes good. Good, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. Yeah. Everything falls apart. We need him again. Mm-hmm. Mm. You walk away from God and you have to come back. You walk away from God and you have to come back. Yeah. And we live in a world right now where every single human wants their inheritance of God. They want their inheritance of the kingdom. Yeah. But they want it now in the moment, just like the prodigal son. But yet when we get to heaven and we followed him or in our lives, we turn back to God. He doesn't say, no, that's it. You're done. You had your shot. He goes, welcome back. That's right. And it's crazy to think, God, isn't it? There's a place for all of us in God's home. But you know, Lori also said that she's, she doesn't know if she's going to be decorating them up there. The, the different time. If you're doing mine, I like bare wood and camo. <laughs> there we go. I joke with Tracy, although it's not really a joke. I say it, you know, when it comes my time, I don't want a funeral where everybody's in suits. It's to be, you know, like a big kitchen party, like a barbecue party in the backyard, everybody wearing camo, and my hearse is to be a pickup truck. <laughs> I'm half caper. And she's like, well, what if I don't want to wear camo? I'm like, well, I'm not going to know, but please, camo. As much as possible. But I'm very glad to have you here with us this morning. For those of you joining here in person and those of you watching this online live. uh, If you are comfortable with it, please feel free to share this. Uh, Share the the video around. Get the the word out. And also, I can't leave out the people who are listening to this later on Anchor. I'm very glad to have you joining us as well. And I actually thought about it this weekend while I was getting everything squared away for today. We live in an interesting time of technology. If you actually stop and think about it, because you can write something down and people can find it a thousand years from now and they can can read it. But we're living in a time where we are actually recording what somebody is doing, video, everything, and audio. So we're kind of transcending time in even more leaps and bounds. And it's a little odd to me that what I'm doing now somebody, you know, 50, 60, 100, 200 years from now, might stumble across and find and listen to or watch and be like, what was he thinking? Or they might think it's profound, or they might just think I'm an idiot. 
But we've been covering for the last month uh, love actually. And again, love stands for something. Listen, observe, value, engage. And we've covered the first three letters. The first three letters of it. L-O-V. Some people, when I, was a, when I was younger, you know, we had MSN Messenger, and people would put L-U-V for love. Some people would put L-O-V. I always wondered what was going on. I had a hard enough time spelling. I didn't need people changing the way words were spelled to make life even more difficult. You're nodding. You agree. <laughs> It's like when people use a word and it, they're not using it correctly, they're not using it in the proper spot. I, I just think of the movie The Princess Bride. You keep using that word, but I don't think you understand what it is, or what it means what you think it is. But we've looked at listen, and listen is the key, it's the start, isn't it? It's the first stone you put down in a foundation of a healthy relationship. And if you don't listen to others, well, that relationship didn't last long, did it? I mentioned this to a friend of mine this week, and their response was, well, yeah, it's kind of like when you're working on a piece of equipment. If you don't listen to how to operate it safely, you won't be operating that for long. You might not be operating anything after that. If you don't listen, it changes the scope of the game. But if you do listen, you hear what's being said, and you place importance on it, you actually carry it with you, it has an impact, a profound impact. Listening is hearing the words others are saying and carry them forward. And we looked at observe. And observe normally means, you know, to look, to see something. I'm looking out and I'm observing all of you in your seats and one of you is smiling. That's, Randy is the only one smiling. This makes me nervous. But also observe means to honor. To hold in a place of importance. You observe a holiday. You observe certain rites in the church. You know, we just sang a song, the song you were, I knew I'd heard the song before. That is a very common song growing up in the Catholic Church. That is sung like every Sunday. I had forgotten all about that as that song's playing. I'm sitting back there and I can remember sermons and certain rites that we did in the Catholic Church. As that song is playing, everyone's memories are flowing back, even the layout of the building. I didn't realize how much importance that had in my life until sitting back there and hearing that song now. It's something I observe. You know, we talk about V, value. If you value somebody, you rejoice with them and you mourn with them. When they are rejoicing, you rejoice, even if it's something you don't care about. As Sam pointed out, Tegan with Minecraft. You rejoice with it. And it's funny because I mentioned this and I told my friends last week that, hey, I mentioned you guys in the sermon about you guys talking about the, the server thing. And he pops on. He goes, well, yeah, it had 96 gigs of RAM or whatever. It's like, that means nothing. That's words. That's like if I turn around and say a firearm caliber to you. You're like, okay, what does that mean? We'll get into it later. When you value somebody, you put value in what they're saying. It has an impact on you, even if you don't you don't care about it, you still show an interest. You rejoice with them or you mourn with them. You don't rejoice, as I said, over certain things. Like if they just ran over the neighbor's cat and you really, really hated the neighbor's cat and they're super excited that the neighbor's cat is gone, you do not rejoice that the neighbor's cat has been run over. There's a, there's a fine line of where you go with that. But we've come to the last one, and this is quite honestly probably the hardest one to do. And that's engage. E is for engage. 
So if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to ask that somebody please read Proverbs 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. If somebody could find that and read it for me. I'm making you guys engage in the Bible by having somebody else read it for me. Proverbs 3, verses 3 and 4. I'm trying to get, get it down, but... I'm going to back into the table and fall over in a minute here. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, yeah. Does anybody have it? I'm going to do it. Okay. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Climb around your neck, break them on the head of your heart. Engage. You know, it's a fun word to say, isn't it? Engage. For some reason, the more I hear it, and I'm not really a big Star Trek fan, but I keep thinking of Captain Jean-Luc Picard, like kind of leaning in his chair, and they're about to get into a conflict, he just goes, engage. And he would do that hand gesture. That's the voice I constantly hear in my head when I... Does anybody else have moments like that? You hear a song or a word or something, you hear somebody else's voice. I constantly, when I hear the word engage, I hear Captain Jean-Luc Picard going, engage. <laughs> but it also makes me think, because it's a word that has multiple meanings. When I was younger, I played a game called Starcraft, and there, there was one of the races you could pick to use, was called the Protoss, and when they would encounter the enemy, they say, our forces have engaged the enemy. Well, it seems like two different meanings, you know. Engage the way Picard says it sounds like go forth. And the way the protests are using here is used in that sentence sounds like it's already taking place. How could this have anything to do with what this passage is? I mean, this passage says outright, let love and faithfulness never leave you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. You know, up to this point, we've been laying the foundation for a healthy relationship. That's what each one of these things has been. Each one has been a new step in setting up that foundation. You don't build a home on Sandy Shore, do you? doesn't stay very long, does it? I have kids that love to play with Lego, and they always want to build them all the pieces that are the exact same in the same row. And you can just push their house over. Once they figure out that you can interlock the bricks, it, it's stronger. See, each one of these words, each one of these things, ties into the next one, and the next one, and the next one. When you listen, you start to observe things. When you observe, you start to value. But to do the three of them together, you're engaging. Because you see, engage also means to catch and keep fixed or to set. To set as in to put in place. To keep, or to catch, or to set. What does that say again in this passage? Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Inscribe them or write them on the tablet of your heart. The idea of wearing them, you know, bind it around your neck. People who were speaking for a king used to carry a symbol around their neck of that king or that chief or that official, and it showed their authority. It showed what they were tied to. Many of us wear a 
cross around her neck. Because it's important, right? And some people make the connection that when you wear something around your neck, you keep it close to your heart. Bind them around your neck. When you bind something, what happens? What does it mean to bind something? See, when I went moose hunting, Stephen helped me bind a fish tub on top of a trailer, even though I didn't use it. Can't shoot a moose when you can't see one, or when you can only see its butt running through the trees. It's hard to hit that and drop the moose. When you bind something, you are holding it, you are tying it down, you are setting it, or you bind something to yourself. You are bound to each other. See, when I got engaged to Tracy, I was saying to the world, this is the woman I want to bind myself to. And by her saying yes, she was saying, this is the man I want to be bound to. To bind something to you is to forsake everything else for it. You're holding to it tightly. You're not letting go. I like the song, Oh No, You Never Let Go. You never let go. God's got you like this. You are screaming and the waves are hitting you and he's like, you're okay. It's kind of like, have you ever taken a kid into a pool and they really want to go swimming, but the minute they touch the water, they're freaking out and there's only like this much water in it and you're like, seriously, if I let you go, you're just going to stand and you're fine. But you still hold on to that kid. You're bound to them. Bind the love and faithfulness around your neck. Inscribe them on the tablet of your heart. Think about the Ten Commandments. They are the ten laws God gave, and they are inscribed, carved, written on a tablet of stone. You've heard the expression, nothing set in stone? Well, those are. God says in the Bible that you have a tablet in your heart. He's saying what is important, what is firm, what is solid, bind them there. The place that is supposed to govern you, bind this there. See, to engage means to set firmly, but it also means to go forth and do. Engage is saying love, well, what we've covered, what love is, haven't we? Listen, observe, value, engage. To engage is to listen, to observe, and to value somebody else, and to engage, to put these three acts into practice. The three that came before, before it, you put them into practice. This is why it's the hardest. Because you're going to run into times and people where you don't want to. And I'm not saying because you think the person is a twit. That will happen in life. You will encounter people where you... That is the most polite way you can put it. But there also is going to be moments where the person that you love more than anybody else in the world is going to do something and it's going to frustrate you and it's not... You're... I'll give you a perfect example. Before Tracy went away, she cleaned out the van. She let Noah sit in my truck. That's fine, Noah sits in my truck. He can't, he can't release the parking brake, it's always on. But he can turn the lights on. She didn't check to see if they were on, so I went to drive somewhere yesterday, get in the car. 
dog sitting next to me looking at me like, I don't think it's going to work. Why isn't the truck going? I want to drive in the truck. Made me a little frustrated because I was like, did Noah said, was somebody in my truck yesterday, Tracy? She's like, oh yeah, Noah was. Did you check to see if the lights were on? What you got them out? No. Frustrated in that moment. I could have yelled, I could have done a lot of things, but so I was like, please don't let that happen again. That's I'm kind of stranded now. Either I I don't know how I'm gonna to get to church. Randy came and gave me a boost. <laughs> You run into moments with the person you love most. It's going to, yeah, I think maybe Tracy just wanted me to stay home, make sure I couldn't get into trouble. <laughs> now the truck is dead, you can't go anywhere. I walked to the corner store once, I may do it again. You're going to encounter moments in your life with people you love. You're not going to want to listen, you're not going to want to observe, and you're not going to want to value because of something that happened. You're going to be frustrated. There's also going to be times when you're going to want to do something so much and you know it's wrong. And people are going to tell you, hey, don't do that. But you're not going to listen to your own self. You're not going to listen to God. That's what makes this hard. See, so you engage is to go out, find somebody, and hear, what they're, hear what's going on, sit down, listen to their issue, listen to their side of the story, listen to what's happening in their life, observe it, actually take note of it, and then to practice value and show them, you know what, I think that's pretty cool that this is happening right now. Or, I'm really sorry that that's going on in their life. I don't know how I can help, but if there's a way I can, let, let me know. Like, is there something that will make life a little easier for you? If I can do it, I'll, I'll try. That's what it is to engage. And how many times has God done that in our lives? We have made a fantastic mess of things, haven't we? We don't listen to God. We don't observe God. We don't value God. Yet how many times has God stepped into our life and done something? And we don't realize it until we take time to sit down and try to reconnect and value God. It's one of the common tropes in a movie, isn't it? Somebody yells, you've never been there for me. You've never done this. You've never done that. And then the person turns around and not until later they realize, you... You stood beside me the entire time. But I never understood it. I never saw it. There's a song, another one that goes, you know, all along you were beside me even when I couldn't tell. And through the years you showed me more of you. See, to engage means to take the three that we have talked about here and put them into practice. That's why we say, you know, somebody has gotten engaged. You don't generally get engaged to somebody you're not going to listen to, you're not going to observe, and you're not going to value. If you do, and that's the person you picked, you made a mistake. I know that's hard to hear, but you made a mistake. No relationship, be it any one of the loves that's mentioned in the Bible, brotherly love, love of kin, love of friendship, love between God and man, love between husband and wife. None of those relationships can work if we don't practice all three of these things, if we don't engage in these three that came before it. 
And like I said, it's going to be hard, isn't it? It's frustrating to think of. But when we go back and we look, that's what this passage is saying. The book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And it's saying, bind these things around your heart. Bind love around your heart. Bind love around your neck. Put it around your neck. Inscribe it on the tablet of your heart. And then you will have done what God wants you to have done. You will be showing God's love on earth. How many times does the Bible mention things about for God so loved the world that he gave his only son? Well, this is how we know what love is. For Christ laid down his life and died for us. Thus we must be willing to do the same for our brothers and sisters. Or no greater love has man than to lay down his life for his friends. Or we love because he first loved us. This whole thing has been about building a relationship, developing relationships, growing them, and fostering them. And I've got homework for you. Some of you look very, very concerned when I said that. I want you to put this in practice. I want you to put love actually in practice in the life of someone. I want you to just take, we're going to take just a few minutes to be silent for a second. And I want you to think and pray about a name, about a person. And I want you to love actually that person. So just take a moment and pray. Just take a moment and think on a name. Some of you might need to play a little longer about it throughout the day. But I want you to think of it. Some of you might get a name put in your head that you're like, oh, God, why did you pick that? Why that person? Why them? What did I do wrong? Some of you might be thinking, oh, man, this is going to be easy. But I want you to take that name and actually that person as every word has, every letter up there has a meaning, has a value, that person has a value in God's eyes. I want you to take love, actually move it forward and place it on them. Maybe it's somebody you haven't heard from in who knows how long. Maybe it's somebody that don't get along with that work. Maybe it's somebody that you really love, but you felt a little disconnected from Maybe it's a new friend you've made. Love actually. Funny thing is, when you do this, it spreads. And it grows and it grows and it grows. So if you've got that name, I want you to hold them. Write their name down somewhere. Take what is inscribed on the tablet of your heart and push it forwards. Engage in their life. Listen, observe, value. Do as God would have us do. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the fact that you 
you love us actually. God, when you have concern, you listen. When we are excited about something, you listen. When we're scared, you listen. When, when we feel confident, you listen. God, no matter what is transpiring in our life, you listen. You observe the goings-on of our day, the goings-on of our life. You place value on us. You give, a, you give us honor that does not belong to us for the things we've done. God, you still place that value and you engage in our lives. You try to engage in our lives constantly. even when we want to turn away. God, we thank you for all you have done. Please bless us and watch over us. Guide us. Be with us now and always, we pray in your holy name. Amen. Amen. I think we have one more song. And then we're done. I wasn't going to close with a song today. I was going to ask the prayer close, but I feel led to sing because of what he's been talking about. The hymn, Love Lifted Me. I don't know what page or what hymn book that's in. If someone can find it. And 505 in white. And we're just going to sing. Let me see here. Slow. We'll sing the first verse and then we'll sing the chorus a couple of times. So let us stand together today. God lifted me.
And you do it there in the internet, lady. God bless you.